0: And welcome to Autistically Unapologetic, the unfiltered and unmasked podcast about everything autism. Here's your host, Devin Morrissey.
1: Hi, and welcome to Autistically Unapologetic with me. Devin Morrissey. I would like to welcome you all to episode five, where today I'm going to be talking with another fellow cast member of Love on the Spectrum. He was a part of the inaugural cast from the very beginning of the Love on the Spectrum franchise. And I'm really excited to talk about our shared experiences of being supporting cast members on the show. So please welcome to Autistically Unapologetic, Ryan Hanberry. Ryan, thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast. It's such a joy to have you here, man. Yeah, very good to be here. Thanks, Devin. Of course, of course. Um, So, Ryan, we're going to be talking a little bit about our shared experiences since we both had really close friends go on the show, thus having us go on the show as well. So are you ready for the questions I'm about to throw your way? Yeah, ask away. <laughs> All right. So, Ryan, I just first and foremost wanted to start off by asking, when did you first find out that you were autistic? And what was your reaction?
0: Yeah, well... I remember um, an official diagnosis in, back in 2012 when I was 16 years old, um, it was in school. And, and yeah, I, I didn't know much about it, but as I read about autism, I was like, yeah, this, this seems about right, I'm, I think mm-hmm. I have this. And it certainly cleared up um, a lot of doubt. Like when I was younger, I, I didn't really play with um, kids my own age. Ah, Yes, and I, I, I certainly am not uh, mentally or intellectually disabled. I mean, I've had the, I've, I had sensitivities and mm-hmm. obsessions and social awkwardness, but no, I've, I, I, have, I don't feel intellectually disabled. Yeah. Interesting. And, yeah, and right now I'm I'm autistic and proud. I'm proud of my uniqueness.
1: Absolutely, as we all should be. You know, there, there's this whole autism self acceptance that has been going around lately. And it's like you have to accept yourself first before you have others accept you. That's super important. Um, tell me a little bit about your life growing up. What was that like for you? Um I know that it's gonna shock a lot of fans that watched you from the show but you didn't necessarily grow up in Australia, I'm told.
0: Well, actually, yes, I have. Um, I was, I am Canadian born, but oh. my parents took me to Australia when I was a young age. And yeah, I basically grew up there and got my education there. And yeah, growing up, um, it's it's been rough. I mean, school was a pain in the neck and I'm glad I finished that. Mm-hmm um how was it rough for you if i may ask well um i mean i didn't have much of a social life growing up um yeah i had some friends like one that's stayed by my side for so many years um but um no longer friends anymore because we grew apart incompatible which happens with some people and um well, yes, I think um, what's been most fun is when my dad took me to overseas destinations when I was little. From wow.
1: Yeah, that's what started my love of travel. And you've been all over the place in terms of travel. I've seen you travel all across the world um, with your traveling. And it's been pretty cool to see like your travels and what you've been able to do. It's been pretty awesome. And so um, for those of you out there that may not know, um, you are a supporting cast member on the original version of the Netflix and northern picture show Love on the Spectrum U.S. Now, it is an Australian reality TV show surrounding the lives of autistic individuals as they encounter love, dating, relationships, you name it. Now it premiered on Netflix in November of 2019, and you were actually a part of the very first season ever of the entire Love on the Spectrum franchise. I mean, that's pretty amazing when you think of it. Um, you were Mark's best friend on the show. Um, how you were you approached to be on the show?
0: Well, I've known director Keanu Clary for a very long time. If you Ooh. wanna, well, yeah, if you wanna hear how yeah. was I approached spectrum, then you'll have to go back to to how I was approached to be on the show Employable Me. Um, Oh. Yeah. So, well, you see, the year after I finished high school, which was in 2015, I, well, me and my dad created a autistic social group for young adults on the Central Coast in Australia. Yeah. Yeah. So we would usually go out to eat or play activities. Um, bowling night is our most popular event. You already saw me bowl on the show. In that, Ooh. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, Ken and his crew were looking for autistic people and in uh, New South Wales, and they found our social group. So they decided to um, have a chat with us and get to wow. know us. Yeah. Then... Um, My good friend, Christina, was selected to be on Employable Me Season 1, and I was there to support her, and and then I had my own story in Season 2 of Employable Me. Really? Yeah, I was a main participant then. Um, Yeah, Employable Me was released in April 2018, and then they, they invited me to... Join Love on the Spectrum as a supporting cast member, because they like to use me,
1: apparently. Well, for very good reason, for very good reasons.
0: Uh, Yeah, and you know what? I believe that, well, I have this thought, that I accidentally gave Kian the idea to make Love on the Spectrum. Really? Yeah. Um, In season two of Employable Me, where, where I'm a main participant, the first thing I say is... Hi, I'm Ryan and I'm single. I mean uh,
1: looking for work. <laughs> that's brilliant. Like that's like the pitch right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's entirely
0: true, but it's fun to think of.
1: <laughs> well, I mean it's almost like you gave like Keen and Northern Pitchers like the little light bulb in your in their heads be like, Ding, I got an idea for a new show. exactly amazing so um tell me a little bit about your friendship with uh mark um how long have you guys been friends and where did you guys actually meet
0: yeah well i told you about um my autistic social group and mark was actually one of the first members of the group and that's how i met him yeah he was a guy living on the central coast and I don't remember exactly where we met. Um, I think it was I think it was at bowling night, or one of our first bowling nights we met. Oh, yeah. I I know Mark as this very polite person, and he's
1: obsessed with dinosaurs. Definitely. Yes. <sighs> Did he always talk about dinosaurs at bowling night? I just got to ask. <laughs> yeah,
0: mostly about dinosaurs, Godzilla, and video games, TV series. And he would wear um, dinosaur themed T-shirts and stuff.
1: Oh, that's awesome!
0: Yeah, I like dinosaurs too, but I don't love them as much as he does.
1: Yeah, and you know, but that's but that's cool though, because honestly, everybody has their obsessions or their interests and their hobbies. Um, I did an episode um, a few weeks ago regarding. Um, Hob is and interest. and I say Mark with dinosaurs that fits literally right in the category. Um, do you have any memories of when Mark was cast to be on the show? Like, did you guys talk about shooting prior, or how how did the idea come to that?
0: Um, yes, well, well, I, well, when the the crew of Norman Pictures were um, announcing for auditions, I believe Mark applied, and. Well, Kay and I already met Mark at our group meeting, and, yeah, he, he was selected to uh, be a main participant.
1: That's, awesome. that's how- um, yeah, <laughs> That's super awesome, dude. So, so Mark came back for season two of the original Love on the Spectrum and asked his friend and obviously great person, uh, you returned as well. Now, I recently had the chance to rewatch some of the original Love on the Spectrums episodes from the Australian version. And one of the quotes that really stuck out to me that you actually mentioned in season two was, quote, you don't force love, you rather let it come to you. Um, What made you say that in that moment?
0: Well, A... Eh? It was me being a good friend. I was giving him the best advice I know. and why that particular quote is, well, um, it's something I would do on my, my quest for finding a love interest is, yeah, you don't take too much of your time to um, you know go um, find someone like on dating sites you'd rather put yourself out there in the world and you do the things you enjoy because that will make you happy. And once you do that, some um, good things will, will follow.
1: Absolutely. And I know that on both seasons of Love on the Spectrum, you were on the quest to find love as well. How has that been going for you um, now in today's world? Because I know that on the show, you were still looking. What's an update on that? yeah I
0: believe you heard me mention I was looking at international dating sites. Yes that did um a little bit of good for me i I may have met friends. I have overseas no. connections, which is which is good to have. Um, well yeah basically ever since I moved here to Canada last year, I been mostly focused on finding paid work and finding friendships because in the beginning I knew. And you nobody here other than family. Mm-hmm. So, so, yes, um, I've mostly been looking to, you know, find my place in Canada, find my purpose. But I'm not giving up. I will meet new people and yeah, find that special she, that certain person, yes.
1: Absolutely. And I think that you really bring up a really great valid point. Every single person's journey to love is completely different, you know? And I think that sometimes it really takes on a lot of certain factors. I mean, the fact that you moved to Canada from, moved back to Canada from Australia this past year, I know that it was probably not the easiest transition, but I think that you have done so incredibly well. And I really give you my props for that. Um, I think that in terms of love, I think that honestly, I have, it, it has been awesome to see how everybody's journey from love on the spectrum has really kind of progressed, whether it was in Australia or in the United States. Every single person's journey towards love is completely different. But I think that you make a very great point that, you know, the quest for love continues. And I think that's definitely something that I really highly applied for. <laughs>
0: yeah, for sure. Um, the participants on the show, sometimes they, Find the one. Sometimes they don't,
1: but they're still looking. Yep, yeah, it's all different. A- absolutely, you know, it's not a race; it's a marathon to find that perfect person in your life. Out of curiosity, since you were on both seasons of the original Love on the Spectrum, um, what was your favorite part about shooting both seasons? And do you have any memories that you want to share?
0: Yeah, what I liked about filming is again is uh, just. Yeah, being able to to uh, share my story or yeah introduce me to more people and see who I am. It's uh, reality TV. You play yourself. Well, the thing is about filming reality TV. You without a script to follow, you can just say any random phrase that comes to mind, and
1: the others put it on the airwaves and without well, your consent. <laughs> absolutely you just sign a form and then you basically just ramble off of the mouth and whatever they like they just put it on tv
0: (laughs) yeah exactly um i realized they didn't put everything i said on the on the uh, final cut like i did a impersonation of
1: steve Irwin. why did they not put that on there that would have been brilliant for the show man yeah you know, I can put on a broad Aussie accent, but Can you do it? Can you do it right now here on this podcast?
0: Well sure. Um here's what I here's what I said. You know what it's good for? We're conservationists might. Our message is so strong. We're saving the world.
1: <laughs> that was awesome. That was awesome. That literally was just like Steve Irwin. If not um Robert, his son. I'm like Dang, I-, I now need to seriously visit Australia. That's been on my bucket list for quite some time just to hear people talk like that. It's amazing. Um, so Ryan, we both share similar experiences, if not the same. You were on Love on the Spectrum to support one of your best friends, Mark, and I was on the show to support one of my best friends, Danny. Um, what was it like for you when the show premiered and you saw yourself in front of not just the nation, but the world?
0: Well, it was uh, quite pleasing to watch myself on the screen. I I did look big um, next to everyone else. I'm a I'm a tall person. So How tall are tall. you? I'm six foot four.
1: Wow. Okay, you're four inches taller than me. I'm like six foot, so I know the feeling when you're like the tall one out of the whole cast. <laughs> Yeah. Um
0: and I, I believe I sound really good um on on the T V. When I record my voice using like a recording device or something, I may not sound really good, but you know, on the T V uh it's different.
1: Did people recognize you from the show when it came out? Because you and I, like, we were only supporting cast members. But I know that for myself, I had people shockingly recognize me from the U.S. version of the show, which I was not expecting at all. Um, What has been one of your favorite fan interactions that you've had?
0: Yes, I've had a few of them. Um, Mostly in Australia. And when I came to Canada, I've had a few as well. Yeah, it's... I, I really like the attention. They, they come up to me, I saw you on TV, they wanna get to know me a little. Um, so yeah, it feels good to um, be a little famous and have um, some followers on your social media accounts. I, I may have been, my role in Love on may have been small, but I'm the only one that's been on uh, two series, four seasons
1: produce by Novan Pictures absolutely and i will say that your role on love on the spectrum was incredibly important because what you did on love on the spectrum was really give mark the confidence to succeed in finding love on both seasons did you get a chance to watch season one of the u.s version of love on the spectrum and if so what are your thoughts
0: yes i have watched the u.s version of the show I might say that the Australian version is a little bit better. That's just my opinion.
1: <laughs> hey, no worries, no worries. I mean, you were on the Australian version, um, not once but twice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Probably the reason why. Um, but um, but I like the U.S. version. Um, well, what made a difference from the Australian version is on the Australian version, Mark was the oldest participant. Um, He's in his early 30s, and on the US version, we had uh, James and Sabo, who are in their early 30s, but Steve, a participant over the age of 60, and Mm. it was very nice to see that because um, him and I are obviously different in, in background, but as I was watching him, I was like, we're not so different, him and I. Autism is what we have in common.
1: Absolutely. And I think of what season one has done and particularly with Steve is that autism comes in all different, a- in all different aspects, different genders, um, different races, and even different ages. People think that autism is just in this little box. And I think that honestly, that couldn't be further from the truth, whether you've watched the original Love on the Spectrum here in Aus- in Australia, or whether you're watching the Love on the spectrum US here in the United States. It's all, you know, we're all sharing autism in common. And I think that's incredibly important to remember that we're all similar in many ways more than we are different. But it's also nice to showcase different um, uniquenesses about each other, such as age.
0: Uh,
1: yeah, he has such a kind heart. Tell me a little bit about your life now. Um, what are you currently up to besides moving back to Canada? Tell me a little bit about where, what you're doing in your life right now.
0: Well, basically, well, I've been traveling a bit. Um, last month, I came back from a youth employment program, where, which was based in Quebec City, where I worked and lived with other young people. So that was a real fun experience to be working and explore the city with new friends. and. And yes, um, after I finish my travels, which shall be uh, next month, I guess, back to serious stuff, back to building my education and looking for work, again, finding my place in this
1: country. Mm-hmm. Where have, where are you planning on traveling next?
0: Yes, I actually have a trip coming up to South Africa.
1: Wow.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: That's incredible. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's uh, long overdue, and I've trying to go there since before the pandemic hit.
1: Yeah, I know, the pandemic really kind of threw a lot of things off, so it's really nice that like, you're able to finally go and actually experience that. When do you head off to South Africa?
0: In less than two weeks. Wow. This just be for a little over a week, and I'm sure I'm going to have a blast.
1: Oh, I know you will. So to all of you out there that follow Ryan or to all of you Love on the Spectrum fans that haven't followed Ryan yet, go follow him and check out his adventures in South Africa. I guarantee you, um, Ryan's Instagram is full of awesome stuff of his trips. Definitely check that out. Um, So Love on the Spectrum, so so the U.S. version of Love on the Spectrum is now being renewed for season two. As someone who has had two seasons under his belt. Um, what are some tips or pieces of advice that you wish to offer to the new cast members that are gonna be coming on to Love on the Spectrum?
0: I'm very interested to see and who will be returning for season two and the, the new participants of the season. I guess the advice I would give the new participants is just um, be yourselves and relax. Not just um, while you're being filmed, but when you're hanging out with your with, with dates don't um, don't talk about your interests and obsessions too much. you, you um, want to hear from your dates, her interest or his interest and
1: be interested in what that person has to say. Absolutely that is so true that is so 100% true. Um, And last question, Ryan, what would you like to say to your fans that have watched you um, on Love on the Spectrum and who have been supporting you from all parts of the world, especially in Australia, Canada, and even here in the United States?
0: Yeah, I want to say thanks everyone for watching the show. It's a, it's a very sweet show. And I've heard people say that I'm, I'm a favorite character me and Mark are, favorite characters for, for certain people. And yes, yeah, so I'm very happy in order to share my journey with you for those who follow me. And yeah, I'm just happy to, to show the world who I am.
1: Absolutely. Um, you are an absolute joy to have around. And it's been really fun being able to connect with All the Love on the Spectrum cast members, not just here in the United States, but also from, I like to call the uh, inaugural people, the OGs that kind of started this whole journey, uh, which includes you. And so really being able to connect with everybody from the show. Um, who really kind of paved the way for the U.S. version to have the success that it has now. It's awesome. Um, well, listen, Ryan, thank you so much for coming on to this podcast and enjoying and talking a little bit more about your life and your time on love on the spectrum. Um, for those of you that do not know, make sure to follow Ryan at... Uh, Ryan Hanberry on Instagram or any other social media platforms. If you like what you heard in this episode, make sure to like comment and subscribe to autistically unapologetic with Devin Morrissey on Apple podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of autistically unapologetic. I'm Devin Morrissey, and we will see you right here next time on autistically unapologetic.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Autistically Unapologetic with Devin Morrissey. If you like what you hear and you want to see more, don't forget to rate and subscribe to stay tuned for future episodes. Again, thanks for listening.